everybody. This is Harriet Kamek, host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, I want to talk with you about a possible subject, about something that I know will empower you, will motivate you, and inspire you to continue on the path of life that you find yourself on. So many times in our lives, we lack motivation. Just because stuff happens in life, something happens, you lose a job, someone leaves you, a friend betrays you, or it could just be, we call these things life. They're the issues of our lifetime. And so when they happen, sometimes it's one after the other, almost like a domino effect. And then you find yourself so knocked down that it becomes so difficult for you to get back up. I have found that it is in these times that you need something stronger. You need motivation, and the best motivation comes from the daily scriptures, from the holy scriptures. And I'm going to bring you to one of these scriptures that you're possibly going to be surprised about. I, I you know, I read the Bible, but sometimes I forget about Zechariah. <laughs> Zechariah was a prophet in the Old Testament. And sometimes we forget that the very motivation that we need and the very motivation that we seek is found in something as urbane as the Holy Scriptures. The Bible is always there. It has stood the test of time. It's always there. You can always find it. It's more accessible. You can download it and you can read through it to find the motivation that you need. So we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But before I do that, can I just take a moment to remind you of what we do here at Harriet Kamek Ministries. Our nonprofit arm is, of course, the Exodus Foundation. You can find me on the web at harrietkamek.com. There is a link that takes you to the Exodus Foundation. And what we do is provide services to women in need, adult women, women who were victimized as children by human sex trafficking and now find themselves at the hest of society. They literally are at the mercy of the forces of darkness, the forces that control the society. So we reached out and we provide services. So we're in the process of renovating our shelter. Our shelter is a place where women can find hope and they can find sustenance and they can also find inspiration and motivation to help them get back on track. So many times victims of human sex trafficking, not just that they're demotivated, they just have lost themselves. Oftentimes their identities have been compromised. So If you don't know your name, you don't know where you're coming from. How will you know where your lamppost is to guide you to the future? So that's what we do. So I'm going to ask you for an Ephesians 3.20 seed to send to us at Harriet Kamek Ministries. My address is running on the screen and you'll be able to, to sow into us. And when you do that, I'll send you my book, Musings of the Spirit. I'll send you a copy of my book, Musings of the Spirit, as our gift back to you for helping us to continue to do the work that we do. I thank you so much, and I look forward to hearing from you. If you need prayer, of course, reach out to us. We're not counselors. We're prayer partners. We will pray you through. We're prayer warriors. We will pray you through. And that number to reach us is 800-999-1002. And I want to thank you so much for that. We are based here in Southeast Michigan. That's right. I know it's unusual to see Michigan in the midst of July going through all this rain and flood and all that kind of stuff. It's just unusual evidence of climate change, but it's also evidence of man-made disasters, evidence of the stuff that public policy has left us at the bereft of. So I thank you so much for sewing into us and for helping us to help those who can't help themselves. Thank you so much. So 
I want to talk to you today about this, the book of Zechariah, Zechariah chapter four. And in this book, uh, the prophet Zechariah needed a word to bring to the people. So let me set the stage for you. The children of Israel had been in Babylonian captivity and now they have returned from Babylon and having returned from Babylon, they literally are in a strange land. They don't know how to function because some of them grew up in captivity. They were in captivity for 70 years, obviously. The generation who went in are probably not the generation who came back out. And Zerubbabel was the ruler of Judah, right? So he was the ruler, the governor of Judah. He wasn't necessarily the king, though some biblical commentaries have him as the king. But he was the ruler of Judah at the time. And he needed a word from the Lord. And in those days, when you needed a word from the Lord, because people believe that God was able to guide them. Today, we are so far removed from that. Then we people believe that God was able to guide them. And so they would go to the prophet and they would ask the prophet to pray to the Lord and seek the Lord. And then whatever God said, whatever the God said through the prophet is what they would do. So we're going to take you into the book of Zechariah. I want to focus on verse 6. It's chapter 4, verse 6. And when you hear this, this is going to ignite your spirit and move upon you. Listen to this. Remember now, Zechariah is the prophet. Zerubbabel is the ruler of Judah. He needed a word from God because the people had just returned from captivity. And now they're in a strange land and needed God to tell them how were they going to get rid of the people who had come against them and how they were going to survive. So check this out. I have to put my glasses on. So just excuse me just a second. This is Zechariah speaking. And he said, then the angel who talked with me returned and woke me up like someone awakened from sleep. He asked me, what do you see? I answered, I see a gold lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lamps on it. For those of us who are Jewish, you recognize what that is, with seven channels to the lamps. Also, there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on its left. I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? He answered, do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I replied. So he said to me, this is it. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Are you ready? Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Father, in the name of Jesus, let us be not just hearers of the word, but be doers in the name of Jesus. And let this word go forth and ignite our spirits and remind us that you're in control and that you, with you we have the victory in Jesus' name. Not by might, not by power. Now, you got to understand that at this time, the people did not know what they were going to do. Zerubbabel didn't know what he was going to do, and he's the leader. The people are coming to him and said, oh, ruler, what are we going to do? All these people have come against us. We have just come back from captivity. What do we do now in this strange land? How are we going to live? So the word of the Lord that went out to Zerubbabel by way of the prophet Zechariah, even Zechariah himself said, I really didn't know what to say. I kind of just asked God, if you read the commentary and read the preceding three chapters, you'll realize that Zechariah himself was conflicted. But the word of the Lord came to him saying, not by might, 
That means not by the work of your hands. For somebody who is going through right now, and you are like, I have done everything. I have moved this. I have done that. The word of the Lord to you today is not by might. That means it's not going to come to you by the work of your hands. It's not going to come by power. It's not going to come by the power of the government. It's the civil government, the the city government. It's going to come by the spirit of the Lord. Sometimes when we pray, we forget the dichotomy of God. God exists in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. God the Spirit is who moves The Bible even says, speak to the wind and command the wind to move. Why? Because the wind can hear. The wind responds to the spirit. I am saying to all of us, I know it's very difficult because things are movable. We are more moved by what we see than what we don't see. So the evidence that we are looking for is always temporal. It's what we see. Now you say, but Harriet, how the floods were coming. Should I have told the waters to move? You could try. Let's see what would happen. Maybe it wouldn't part like the Red Sea, but maybe you would have gotten through it. Amen. I know that I saw the water coming and I said to it, you can't come near me. You got to go. The water stopped. It had to because not just because I believed, but because I believe that it has a spirit that will hear and will respond to the command. I remember years ago, I was driving uh, on one of these local roads. I kid you not. And I was driving my SUV at the time. And when I came out, there was this car that I thought the traffic had stopped at the traffic light. For some reason, this car, it was a black car. It looks like either it was a Mustang or something like that. For some reason, it broke from behind the traffic light that had stopped all the other cars and was coming to me. By this time... I was already halfway. So imagine you're coming out of a building and you're entering a major road. By this time, my SUV is long, so it's coming out. And this car just broke and started coming. I remember saying, stop in the name of Jesus. And guess what? The car slowed down. Now, he couldn't hear me because my window was up. But whoever was driving that car responded to the spirit of the Lord that was upon me. I'm not telling you something mythological or magical. We have to practice walking by faith. We have to practice saying these things. Sometimes it tests even your faith. We're working against forces. And the forces we're working against us are relentless. They don't quit. They don't stop. Sometimes it's tiring to be a believer. You're always striving, always trying, especially when you're a positive, optimistic person. Have you ever met one of those? My kids say that I'm one of them. I don't believe that I am positive and optimistic all the time, but they say so. Have you ever met one of those persons? Those are the people who get tried the most. Looking at you, right? That you're nodding your head. Yes, because you are always optimistic, always looking at the glass half full, always saying, there's just another way. Let me try. You are the persons who get tried the most. And this is why sometimes as believers in Christ, that is, we get tried the most, even for people who don't believe in Christ, even if they're just positive people. Have you ever found yourself saying, why do bad things happen to good people? We get tried the most. And guess what? Because of our positive nature, we get attacked the most. The more stuff come at you, it's almost as if it wants to stop you. It almost wants to 
literally take the wind out of your sails. And this is why this word has come to refresh you. Because it's okay. You're human. We live in human circumstances. Because we live in human circumstances, please give yourselves a chance to breathe. Understand that these things are going to come and it is not a requirement for you to always live on the mountaintop. But when you do go down, just remember, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Do you see what I mean? I'm speaking to you because I am one of them. I went into depression for years after 2000, I think 2012, when I had just turned middle age. I kid you not. Yes, I'm in middle year, my middle years. I have grown children. <laughs> and I fell into depression. And it's a good thing that my natural, my nature, by nature, I am optimistic because it knocked me down. I kept telling myself I had to find a way to wrap my mind around the circumstances. It was very trying. Even my own mother told me she didn't know how I would survive it. Because she said it was just relentless. It was just coming and coming and coming. Seemingly wanting to take me out. Like it wanted me to give up. By that time, I had my podcast on Blog Talk Radio. I hadn't gone into radio yet. I had published my books. I had been on television promoting my books. So I had some experience. You could say I had some heft under my belt. It's a good thing I knew the word of God. Because when it knocked me down in those quiet times, when everyone leaves and you're alone, what do you do? You have to know that you know that you know. Even when you are angry. And let me tell you something. I'm just speaking to you conversational. This is not one of my preaching moments. I'm just listening, telling you conversational. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to get angry. It's okay to say, Lord, why is this not working? God is a spirit. He's not immobile. He's not just a statue. This is why the Bible says, do not make any representation of anything in heaven. Because then what it does is what? It transforms the power. You've taken the power from the living God to a statue. That's why the Bible says so. That's why the Bible doesn't encourage like crucifixes and so on. No, I wear a cross. Yeah, because I want to remind the devil every time. Don't, don't mess with me. I belong to, to Jesus. But I don't worship the cross. You're not going to see me bow down before the cross. But I do bow and say in the name of Jesus. I do bow and say, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when we focus, always make sure that your heart is focused on that. But it's going to be okay. You're going to have issues. The issues of life try us. You go to the doctor and unexpectedly they give you a diagnosis. You go to the bank and unexpectedly they won't extend your loan for your business. What do you do? You get a call from your kid who is in, who is in college to say that the, the school wrote to her to say that their tuition has not been paid when you go to check the account. It's because the loan that you thought you had applied for was denied. What do you do? Yes, these things happen. Then you have a spouse acting out. Then you have another child who is just going crazy. And it looks like for a minute the whole world has gone crazy. We all remember what that was like uh, four years ago under, you know, on, under our previous administration. It felt like nothing was going great. 
then all of a sudden we land into a pandemic that we're still evolving out of. I said before on this very broadcast, I think things are not going to stabilize until 2022. I had to remind myself of this just a few days ago when the other variants have become proliferous. These things happen. We're human. We're still living in human conditions. Give yourself some slack. You are praying. You're doing the right thing. Yes, it's okay to be angry. God hears your cries. Don't stop crying out to him though. Still tell him. And for those who are still crying out to God, here's your answer today. It's not by might. It's not by power. But the Spirit of the Lord is going to come and going to bring you relief in that very situation. I am going to pray for you. And I'm going to pray with you. And I want you to call me, 800-999-1002. I want you to call me and speak to me directly. I want you to hear me because you're listening to someone who has been knocked down. Someone who has been through the trenches. Some days I feel like, am I coming up for air? Oh my God, can it just stop? It's like a relentless, relentless, relentless. Some of you have even lost jobs or you don't want to know what they do nowadays. They come and tell you they have to reduce your hours in an effort to reduce how much they pay you so they can continue to live. We just saw this week where a billionaire with all his billionaire ego decided he was going to space. He didn't go to space. He didn't orbit. He probably went up 30 miles above the earth. But his ego is such that he just wants to say, I went to space. Didn't orbit. The thing, the giant capsule he was on had strings that landed him. So he didn't even let the free fall happen. That's not faith. Sometimes we're caught up in a thing where we look like, feel like we're floating. I tell you years ago when God first spoke to me and told me I would publish books, you know what it felt like? It felt like I was on the edge of a cliff and I was going to fly. I was going to jump. And it's either I was going to fly or I was going to land. I told myself that if I land and it's a rough landing, I'm going to pick myself back up and start all over again. But I'm going to trust God that I would fly. I am so glad that I took the plunge in 2009 and went on radio when nothing else seemed like it was working. I told myself it's now or never. I had to do it. Then I published my book, Musings of the Spirit, the same book that I promise you that if you send us a donation, I am going to send it to you as my gift to you. And then I published my second book, my third book, Through the Fire, all by faith. It was not easy. At the same time, I had life going on. You know that. It was real. I had two children. One was headed off to college. The youngest child, my youngest child, she, was, uh, in, she wasn't even in middle school yet. Can you imagine I was a single parent raising children by myself? In those days, I didn't think I was brave. I just thought the issues of life. For somebody listening right now, that's what you're facing. The issues of life. They have come. They have overwhelmed you. They make you feel like you can't give up. But I'm here to tell you that it's not by might and it's not by power. You're going to see it. That the Spirit of the Lord is going to come and rescue you. I know right now there are people who are surviving right now the effects of bad weather. We think of the people who went down in the condo collapse 
in Florida, how do buildings collapse? But they happen in war zones every day. What about the folks in Israel and in Gaza and in other parts of the world where they're constantly fighting? Right now, Haiti, the country of Haiti, is in an uproar because the, the, the ruler was assassinated. That is just sending Haiti back 50 years on the path of economic recovery and political stability. These things happen. Poverty is endemic in most places of the earth. There are things that even with the coronavirus, people are suffering unmitigatedly. It's part of the human condition. What we need now is to start looking up. When you get to that place, we all get battened down. And the strongest of us, the strongest of us feel it the most because we what? Carry the burdens. You and I know that. We pick up the phone. We hear people talk. You go on social media and you read the stories and the travails of people. You're human. You take it with you. You pray about it. You say, Lord, I can't help them, but you can send them help. You see it on the news and you say to yourself, I wonder how they're doing. I wonder how they're surviving. And eventually it gets to you. There are a couple of things that I learned to do. One of which was I learned to tune out social media. I learned to control how much of the news I absorb just for my own sake. And I have learned to tailor and manage my expectations. My hope, the songwriter says, my hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' love and righteousness. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. I want to leave you with those words from the prophet Zechariah. That reminds us that when we encounter these issues, we remember that it's not by might. It's not by power. God is going to bring you an expeditious supernatural. It's coming your way. Supernatural overnight deliverance. You're going to wake up one day and where you were last night is not where you're going to find yourself tomorrow. In the name of Jesus, God is going to turn that situation and you're going to live to see it. That it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Sometimes we get into these places. It's human. You're human. It's okay. You're going to cry. You're going to relent. You're going to cry, lay down on your face. You're going to feel like giving up. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. God sees. Trust in the process that somehow God is going to make a way in the rivers and in the darkness. There are others who have gone before us, who have experienced stuff. There are others who have out of the greatest need and travail, they have come up out of nothing. Sometimes God has to bring us from nothing to something. You're listening to someone who gave up everything. My whole life is nothing but a sacrifice. The Bible says that God prefers obedience to sacrifice. I obeyed God, left everything behind and trusted in the Lord. I'm going to trust him to bring me out. I know he will answer prayers. 
Years ago, I prayed for an SUV and I got an SUV debt free, just like the woman of God said that I would. In the name of Jesus, if you need a car, you're saying, but Harriet, I need a car. In the name of Jesus, be it unto you according to your faith. I command not just one, but cars come your way debt free. In Jesus name, you might say, but Harriet, I don't have anywhere to live. I'm listening to you and I'm, I'm just caught up in a shelter. In the name of Jesus, let God do for you what he did for me in 2017. I went from no house to two houses in one year. God can do it. If he has to take somebody out to give it to you, he will. Don't listen to them naysayers who say, well, God this, God that. Don't be conformed. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let your mind be renewed on the word of God. The Bible says in Psalm 23, he restores my soul. Let your soul be restored. Let your soul be lifted up according to the word of God that has come to you this day from the book of Zechariah, the prophet in the Old Testament, eternal words that were spoken, eternal words where people travailed. When you read the Bible, understand you're seeing examples of people who suffered and struggled. Maybe their names are different, but the struggles nonetheless are the same struggles, just in a different time frame. The struggles of the human condition to transform ourselves, to stand up and believe God. Believe God nonetheless. Believe God nonetheless. It's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by the spirit of the living God. God is going to show up in your circumstances. He is going to come and effect a supernatural, expeditious, overnight deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus. Because the book says so and because the spirit of the Lord says so in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for watching. This is Harriet Kemmock. Go to my website, HarrietKemmock.com. Come on now, call me. Let us believe God with you. Write to me and tell me what is it that is on your mind. You can find my email address. I'm on every social media platform. Reach out and let us believe God together for your deliverance. In Jesus' mighty name, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. In Jesus' name, be blessed.